Hello, my dear listeners. It's um, the end of January now, 2023. Last time that I did one of those, one of these ones, podcasts here, uh, was the beginning of November. So I've been quite, quite flaky with the production of those um, episodes. Recently got like a, like a boost in interest because of some some acquaintances that I've been making recently, and you know, obviously, with I talk about music with those people, and um, I remember how much I like to talk about music by talking to them, and I said, oh, let's try, let's try again. It's always it's been always fun to do this is always uh, like a, a very interesting exercise of, of m- recollection and and whatever dormant noise noise no noise uh, knowledge that i have inside my head you know and i've been meeting some very dear people there took some interest in my in my in my in what i have to say it's been quite eventful uh, january so far um in terms of Doing new stuff and, and and meeting new people and moving on from some from some uh, very um, repetitive ideas that I was latching onto because of you know because sometimes you just have the repetitive ideas to latch on to because that you got to find in, in any sense you know in, in tangi- tangible sense. So it, it it was a little bit of a of a good break from that in uh, my current work as well. So the things are looking pretty good. Um, I believe that if I listen to that particular last episode of November uh, last year, I will probably think I'm a very different person from 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 that particular version of me engulfed in whatever I was engulfed back then. I think I'm 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 beyond that point, you know. I'm not sure exactly how to describe, but yeah, some some key some key events from the last month made me wake up to some to some things that I was very 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 asleep about, you know. And yes, so the drill. Know continues the same. I'm not gonna change formats now. Uh, it's basically this that you have to 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 deal with, right? Didn't release any episodes besides the first one, which is sits sits in there still. Uh, the first episode about the the Laos the Comitorian. I more. You know, I've I've been more keen on on releasing them finally, having them, having them out, and having them as something that I, that I do, pretty frequently. I think this is pretty much a a a, a pastime, you know, a pastime. Yeah, a hobby, mine, a hobby per se. Like something fun that you can do. So let's go. Let's just generate that number and and get on with it. Let's see.
let's see what's what's in store for us. Generate one four six is the number. Not that that's matter to you, and it would never will matter. Okay, all right. So we have a OD here. We have kind of a um, kind of a very 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 beginning of the music journey. I'm speaking uh, in terms of um, in terms of uh, the timeline, right? Things that have. This is an album that I listened to way, 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 way in the beginning of my my trajectory. So it's and it's it's interesting, right? Because um, David Crosby just died, uh, and a lot of them are just dying, right? Recently, a lot of Brazilian musicians, very iconic Brazilian musicians, is also dying quite a lot. But anyway, without further ado, this is Gene Clark, White Light, an album from 1973. And I must confess that I've not been listening to this for for very frequently. And, um, it was a very, very, very iconic album in my music trajectory from a particular period, my last year of high school, my year 12, you can say. Uh, my last year, and I have very, very fond memories of me listening to this album very, very frequently on my iPod, right? On, like, the school trip in 2008, actually. So that's how old I am. It's been 15 years. Not 15. Something like that. Or 14? I don't know. Uh, yeah. 13, 14. Anyway. 14 years. So Gene Clark, famous for at the beginning of his career, he was a member of The Birds, the iconic folk rock, uh, very attached that, very attached to Bob Dylan in a lot of ways. They did a lot of Bob Dylan's uh, iconic songs like uh, Mr. Tambourine Man. They did a lot of covers for that, uh, for that particular artist. Um, along with probably Buffalo Springfield and, and Love, also a very similar psychedelic folk rock inspired um, band from the 70s and 60s. Um, Gene Clark, I believe that this is his second solo record, which contains some Bob Dylan material as well, because they were very, very close, I would assume. Both in a in in, I'm not sure if they're from the same area, but they they eventually all move to the same place, right, where the industry um, lies. So, oh, it's actually 1971. So I was very wrong with my with my dates here. So 71 actually, and it's closer to the birds material than than anything else I believe that he did. So yeah, his first solo album, and it's a very, very good, very somber, dark in a way. I, I do remember having a distinct impression about this album that many of the tracks were ballads, many of the tracks were more a big, uh, what Dylan would do with like a full band or, or something like that, right? And a lot of the, the other stuff, it's more 
it's closer to what he did on Blood and Tracks, and that's a sort of more dark samba records. The reason why I, I compared so much to Dylan, it's because they obviously have a connection, and everything that you have on on like seventies folk or mid sixties, like the tail end of the sixties of folk music or folk rock, especially, uh, it's traced back to Dylan in all sorts of ways, right? It's it's pretty much like you treat the Beatles when you talk about psychedelic rock or, or you know any 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 sort of uh, uh, chamber pop music or that sort of stuff. You can always trace back to Revolver, you know, the three main main albums that they kind of spawn the whole the whole thing because you have those seminal figures in music and everything else kind of rotates around them and have their amazing value in and of themselves right as this album has but um, yeah you, you you kind of need to trace that comparison because it's just it's just there right and his connection with the the birds i believe it ended um, I think that he was one of the last ones to exit the band. I do think that on the on the latest albums, like it was basically R Roger Mc, Mc, Mc what's his name? Roger Mc, Mc, McQueen. I don't know exactly how to pronounce the the the, the name there, but it was basically him as a leader and Crosby and Jim Clark at the end. The band was much bigger before that, right? And they produce a lot of a lot of uh, interesting solo artists uh, throughout the 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 seventies and eighties as well as, um, for example, Gene Clark, right? So it's they connect in that sort of way because Gene Clark's career. It's kind of an extension of of the bird, the birds used to do, because they became Christian in a certain period, and then they became very uh, psychedelic rock in a in another period as well. You can say that the birds, they are kind of like the kinks of America in a way, in the sense that they have like a, a lot of classic albums that each one is this, uh, like a specific style or thing to it. I'm not sure how much the kinks fall into that category i'm not very familiar unfortunately with their discography but i do believe that they have that sort of like each album is as classic as the next one but they do have established different flavors for each one right uh the birds concept wise that's very clear because they have the country album they have the christian album which is yeah the country album and the christian album is kind of the same one in a way like that particular phase of their career. Let me check the, I also need to compare with the birds, right? Cause that's, that's where he comes from. So uh, that's his kind of school of thought, right? Yeah, they do have like the seventies. It, it, it looks like shit though, the seventies ones. Well, they do have a, a lot of stuff. Okay. Very early band. Yeah, Sweetheart of the Rodeo is kind of the Christian album. And then you have some other ones that might transit between folk rock and, and, and more country-oriented stuff, depending on who's the lineup uh, who's the lineup of that particular band. I believe that they started 
with a lot of the same influences as the Beatles and 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 Dylan as well at that time, right? It, it, it must be their main influence, Dylan and Beatles. But they do a more loose, uh, not uh, not so ambitious rock and roll from 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 that era, kind of falling into the into the psych uh, garage thing sometimes, you know. A very iconic band. I do recommend. I, 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 I do recommend having a look at least at their greatest hits, you know. Because they are they are very very charismatic, very fun, fun response to the Beatles in a way like uh, if if England had the Beatles America certainly had uh, the birds as a as a as a very iconic brand iconic band from that period right coming back to Gene Clark uh, I believe that he it's very underrated for a lot of reasons most of them because of the sheer volume of singer-songwriters of folk rock from the 70s I mean you have all sorts of flavors that you can pick from. Um, Tom McLean, Harry Nielsen, uh, even some, some, you know, Beach Boys, Solo Korea, guys that, that developed Dennis Wilson, much the late leg of the, of the 70s, but regardless. Uh, you have, of course, Dylan always kicking ass, you know, throughout the years. Um, at that time, he was having, like, I believe his best material being developed at the end of the s uh, of the sixties. Uh, his most like uh, uh, he was going towards his Christian phase. I believe he was going through blood blood on the tracks and and uh, like the live albums with the band from from the from the early seventies. But it was kind of like the end of the sixties. Not pessimism, but hangover from from the summer of love, right? So you had all sorts of very mature, mature, uh, very well put, orchestrated albums from 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 the early seventies. Gene Clark, in a way, got like swept under the under the the rug or flew under the radar, right? In many ways. As a, although it does have some some very some very iconic tracks in that album because of you and Spanish guitar is also very very popular very popular yeah given the number of listens in in on Spotify right but the first one is definitely uh, the first two and because of you are definitely the best uh, examples of that um, he did had a he did have some some radio play, I believe. Um, you can tell by the cover. The cover of the album kind of sums it up. It's a whole lot of darkness, and you know the the the, the sun setting there, uh, using the music as a vessel for for that particular focal 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 point of light. It's kind of what it is, you know, in in a way. Um, it, it's somber, it's melancholic, but it, it does have a lot of earnest, um, very similar to Paul Simon in a lot of in a lot of ways, but a more folk rocky, psychedelic flavors in there. You know, uh, some some um, 
I wouldn't say world music, but you you have some other influences there. If Paul Simon was having his African phase at the beginning of the 70s and throughout 70s and 80s, this has some flamenco influences, but barely. Very, very, very um, below the surface, right? So what you have here, it's a very understated, a very somber, melancholic, uh, down-to-earth, singer-songwriter uh, effort from a, from a seasoned musician, right? From, from a guy that really experienced the music industry and, and, and in a very iconic band, um, which can be seen as one of the biggest ones, American ones, right? From the, from the, from the 60s, you know? And early 70s as well, because the project kept going throughout the 70s. Uh, I'm not sure to which extent though, with him or without him. I think that he eventually dropped uh, early on, along with David, David Crosby as well, uh, which I mentioned recently died. Um, you can say also Neil Young can be can be compared to this particular album, and I believe that they were doing similar stuff at this point. They were always, you know, orbiting each other, those musicians, because they usually play together. I mean, Crosby played famously with with uh, with Neil Young and Stephen Stills and all that. Uh, Gene Clark played, you know, with Crosby. So they're always like moving around and, and, and being influenced by each other. Those early scenes where you had to be somewhere to be seen by your other peers, right? It wasn't like the internet where anything is reachable, right? You had to be like in California in the 70s to experience like how was, um, how was to create around Neil Young, around David Crosby, around uh, Bob Dylan. You know, those, those guys, they did bump into each other very frequently. And Gene Clark is up there. I think that he's more like, like a C tier, B tier from their era, uh, which is not bad at all because it's such a huge era for, for, for musicians like him. So to be a B tier of, of, of that particular slice of, 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 of pop culture, of, of pop music, it's not, you know, it's not to be taken lightly, to say the least. So, because the Pantheon is pretty huge, right? And you do have, because uh, the mechanics of recording were becoming more, more accessible as well uh, than they were in the in the sixties. Because that was the, um, that was the set settling of music as a very, very, very powerful industry. Um, before that, you can't say it was exactly like that it had the it had the importance right but works in the 60s and works in the 70s kind of sedimented uh well what was that word settled music as a money-making machine and and you know it just became more it just became more uh, profitable and 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 a, a very ubiquitous industry much like you know Video games would be in the you know in the early two thousands. You know, it, it, there there is a there is a turning point for an industry to establish itself as 
as something that is just there for the economy, for the creation of jobs and all that, for the, for the, uh, with the easiness of production. And it definitely became easier. Uh, Equipment-wise, I'm not sure exactly how, but, you know, things just evolve, you know, engineering, uh, in an engineering sense. So it could have less friction to produce like a like an album like like this one you know which is normal to understand that nowadays solo careers and stuff that that stuff happens all the time but at that time yeah we saw that like the first solo career stuff like really iconic solo career material is just john lennon paul mccartney kind of you know onwards you don't see you don't see many solo career efforts before plastic on a band and and imagine and the first mccartney album and all things must pass right so those three kind of set kind of settled the also the solo career um, trend in the music industry which became something something very popular I, I, I might be wrong. It might be a lot of singer-songwriters in the 60s that, that, that had um, uh, solo careers at that time, but I'm, I, I can't think of any, anyone in particular. Either they, they were in projects anyway before, and they were always like Neil Young, he released music like since 19, 1965, right? I think his first album. So you you can't say that because he played with Buffalo Springfield and because he played with uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, he was a solo artist. He was always a recording artist. So those is existed like pretty frequently, right? Um, of course, Bob Dylan, Elvis Presley, you, you name it, a lot of them, like Roy Orbison, whatever. But guys from a band that became a solo artist, that's I think that's more 60, 60, 1969 onwards, right? that particular thing. It's like sequels. You know, Star Wars kind of kick off the sequels in a way. Or Superman, you know, Jaws. Those trends they appear and they become norm and then oh well, you know, we didn't have sequels before in nineteen seventy three, I think, or something like that. Could be wrong though. As an as a as an interesting norm. So yeah, I hope that I describe kind of uh, half-decently how this album feels. I think that uh, it's worth a listen if you're interested in some of the artists that I mentioned, especially the... the I think that he's a, he's a more uh, milquetoast, tamed version of a Dylan or of a Neil Young, you know? I think that it's a very gentle... Well, of course, with, with, with great character to it. But if you if you like that particular folk rock like Donovan and Bert Jansch and you know Paul Simon I think that that's a, that's a good call you know it's a, sh a short it's a sweet album it does have like the the, the high energy uh, folk rock stuff if you're looking for that it has the very uh, melancholic meditative folk ballads as well 
very good lyricist, very good, um, very poetic, simple stuff with his with his uh, lyricism. I'm actually listening to this today because I've I've been thinking about this album for 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 a little bit in the near in the near um, in the near past, and I like the feeling that. Because I, I've listened to it a lot in a very transitional period, 2000 wait, no, 2000 wait, <laughs> 2000 wait. It's a new year. So 2008 was a very, of course, the last year of high school. You you transit a lot, you know. You, you, culturally in Brazil, you have to find a job and 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 a um, graduation plan, let's say, right on the next year. You jump straight into university, and I didn't. I didn't manage to do that at that point, so I was very confused about if I wanted to study movies or if I wanted to do anything regarding um, television or I don't know, because my, my, my brother, both my brother and my, my, my dad are, are from that vocation as well, video editing and, and, and image producing stuff. So I wasn't necessarily sure if I had uh, the, the fortitude to to do that and a lot of a lot of um, old passions like romantic ideation stuff was floating around my head as well. I remember during the time that I was listening to this album um, I had a very old flame, right? Someone that I really liked throughout the whole high school period and there was in a way, also, this was the soundtrack to saying goodbye to her, in a way. So I remember a particular trip that we made to the coast side uh, of another state. And that particular girl was with, with the group. And I always kept the, 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 the feelings at that time a little bit hidden because I didn't know how to deal with that sort of stuff. I didn't know how to expose that sort of stuff to any, 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 real, any real extent. So <coughs> I remember having this as, as a soundtrack of the inevitable disappointment there, you know, because she was always dating some other guys, older musicians, you know. She always dated, like, older bass players. That was her thing, right? She had, like, four or five guys that were studying in university already, you know, which was, in retrospect, a little bit bizarre. But she was down to it, so whatever. That was her choice. And she dated, like, age-appropriate guys as well. Was, I, I don't think it was never above, like, three or four years of, of, of an age gap. And I remember being feeling... I remember feeling very belittled by that, you know, because I didn't have... Yeah. At the end of the day, we just saw each other as friends, you know, and that was enough. And we did have a lot of a, a, a very nice, very, very, very f fully fledged friendship after we parted ways from, from school. We kept seeing each other now and then. We did had some, like one, we didn't have, but we keep saying did had, it's just ri ridiculous. Keep putting the past tense after did. I don't know why, I, uh, I, anyway. We did have like a like you know, we did engage in romantic stuff for one day, 
which is usually the case with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a one day only type of person. I'm not, but yeah, it tends to be like that. And um, but after that, we we really saw that no, it wasn't it wasn't the case that we saw each other as like more fraternal than anything. And yeah, but I, I, I in a way I, I I I do believe that I really loved her as a, as a friend, you know. And um, yeah, she was a really sweet sweet person. I believe that she lives in Germany now. I don't I don't I'm not really sure. I try to regain contact. We did speak for a little while, but not not to any to any real extent. Or you know, I hope that she's happy. I believe that she she is. She was very uh, very intelligent, very certain about about what she what she wanted in life. You know, hopefully she she got there. Yeah, that's it. So that was the soundtrack to that particular particular slice of life, you know. That's how my 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 biography and this album connect in 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 a way. Very 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 beautiful album. Very subdued. Very cool. Yeah. Let me see how am I doing with time. Yeah, for reaching half an hour there. So I would appreciate. I appreciate, as always, your you attending to this, you listening to this. Okay. Um, always, always, always think that this is sincere. <laughs> what I'm talking about, right? I'm never sure if it's 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 um, shareable or profitable, but I I, I do hope is at least sincere with words and all, right? I recently, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not, yeah, I, ha I had some things happening recently. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into that. But there is a reason why I'm keeping this podcast up because I've I've talked about it with someone recently. One of those key person that you can have, you know, one of the key people that you can have, key person, a key person in my in my life recently that also was like a one off thing and not possible to, to to keep going. So it's interesting that this moment kind of mirrors that moment where this album was very important. Which is basically the same thing. I think the intensity of feeling with the old lady and new lady are very, very, very different. But um, yeah, there are some parallels that can be traced that makes it very interesting to revisit and see how I uh, how this will resonate when I listen to it today. Because I will, I will, and I'll keep you posted, right? So essentially, um, some interested some interest was was shown in me, and the podcast is also part of me, so it's kind of like a parallel thing happening and that's the reason why I'm revisiting this after three months that I'm not doing it because I want to just see how after that you know I don't know I'm overthinking but yeah it's cool it's a cool album and uh, very important for me as well okay hope that you like it goodbye